0: I know words, I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. What's up everybody? Welcome back. Happy Friday. This is the Peddling Fiction Podcast, and I am your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita. Hope everyone is doing well today and you're getting excited for the weekend. Everybody's working for the weekend, as they say. And man, this week went by really fast for me. It it seems like I just wrapped the the last podcast and it's already Friday afternoon and time for me to do another one. I don't have too much to report on the home front here. It has been business as usual. I do have um, a, a friend of mine actually just randomly got into town and i guess they're going to be staying here for a, a couple of months i don't know the foreseeable future which is kind of cool cuz most of my other friends have left for the uh, the rain season and the the summer you know a lot of people hang out here in the winter time and then they go back to the us for the summer and then they'll probably come back around october november or something like that so it looks like as soon as i wrap up the podcast this afternoon I'm gonna go play uh, tour guide <laughs> on on this Friday afternoon evening kind of thing. So, got some uh, some people to show around town, show them all my little hidden gems and secrets. You know, it's pretty funny. Anytime I meet somebody down here, the first thing I ask them is, is uh, well, if they've been here before, if they're from the area or something. I ask them what you know where they hang out, what their restaurants are, and everything like that. And I totally fucking judge them. And it's, uh, you know, they um they all name the same like three or four places that are like right on the strip, and I'm just like, ah, oh, okay, you're a fucking amateur, you're an amateur. Let me show you the the real good places to go, and you know, I I name my my favorite restaurants and stuff like that, and it's places that nobody's ever heard of because I am a seasoned veteran of these parts and it's it, you know it's nice to get off the beaten path a little bit and find those places that <laughs> you know they're not, they're not on the main drag the Malicone, and they're not like the you know front page of the the tour guide books or something like that but there is still a lot to discover you know I don't I don't do it nearly enough just sort of wandering around anymore I end up going to the same you know handful of places I'm, I'm a creature of habit, I guess. And so when I find places I like, I go there a lot. And um, I, yeah, so it, it'll be nice to, I think, uh, go out and, and wander around and, and show them some uh, some fun places to go. So that's what I got going on today after the uh, pod here. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Somebody just uh, sent me a picture. There's a another friend of mine uh, in Sayulita right now. Is supposed to come by this afternoon. They want to do some laundry and shit like that. You know, the, the thing about Sayulita, it is a cool little uh, surf town and everything like that. But you do miss out on a lot of the amenities of civilization. You don't have the, you know, the big box stores. A lot of places don't have uh, very good water pressure or hot water, uh, which, you know, for me isn't a fucking issue, especially... Right now, this time of year, I mean, I don't know who's taking hot showers right now, but because it is, it is swelteringly hot. But yeah, some people like hot showers and, you know, washing machines and things like that. So they're going to come by this afternoon and, and do some laundry and stuff like that over at my place. And they asked me if I wanted something. And Sayulita has a couple things that that you can't get. You know, it it cuts both ways. You know, they have really good food over there. They have the best pizza that I've found in Mexico. But the the problem is the pizza places don't open until like fucking six o'clock. Which is bullshit, man. Who doesn't want pizza for lunch? But so they're they're gonna be they're not gonna be there late enough to bring me back pizza. But they also have a, a nice bakery there that that makes great baguettes. And I asked uh, so that when they asked me if I wanted something, I said yeah, give me a baguette, uh, bring me a baguette from this place. Nice sourdough baguette, nice crusty baguette, you know, delicious. And they just sent me a picture, and they got this loaf of bread. It's like sliced bread, and it looks like it has olives in it or something. I don't know what the fuck that is. Apparently, they only had two pe- two loaves of bread left. <laughs> Can't people just follow simple fucking instructions? That is not a baguette. And, and how about just tag- be like, hey, you know, they, they're out of baguettes, which they're definitely not out of baguettes, and there's actually two locations there. So anyway, I guess I'm getting a some sort of olive loaf sourdough instead of a, a baguette. It's the thought that counts, I guess. At least they tried, right? <laughs> oh, and speaking of Sayulita, the, the Sayulita super spreader event that I've been thinking about putting on later this year, I, I think it's going to be a go. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I mentioned that uh, on the podcast maybe a few months ago. I want to I put on like a little libertarian fiesta down here. And I was thinking in and around Sayulita someplace where... You can be free to do whatever you want. There's no restrictions. There's no mask mandates or anything like that. So uh, I'm still looking for a venue to do that, and I think we're gonna have some uh, some cool libertarian podcast uh, personalities there. Working on procuring some of those people. It is it's, it's kind of hard to do uh, to organize something like this when there's. Um, well, first of all, I've never done it before, so there's that, but there's just a lot of, um, unknowns, you know, uh, if, if people are going to be able to make it, how many people are going to be able to make it and things like that. But I am working on that. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, let me know, because I want to make sure that there's going to be, uh, enough people willing to make the trip down here to Mexico. Um, I, I think it would be a lot of fun, you know, it'd be like a weekend thing and uh i was going to rent like a, a nice villa or something like that with some good outdoor space and we'll do some you know some live uh podcasting party and drinking that that sort of stuff and just just something to get people uh out of the house into a little vacation and uh you know collaborate with some other liber- libertarians get some uh get some buzz going things like that so Um, that is in the works, the the site super spreader (laughs) event or something like that. I don't know if that's what I'm going to call it, but that's what I'm calling it right now. Details to come. Anyway, let's, uh, let's get into it here. What are we going to talk about today? Man, a few things that really caught my eye over the last couple of days. I mean, obviously, you know, we have the whole, the the whole Cuban thing going on right now. There's massive protests over in Cuba and it's uh, a matter of debate as to what they're protesting. I guess if you don't really have a clue as to what's going on, or you tend to be sympathetic to the the, the left, social justice warrior, communist uh, side of things, you come up with all sorts of excuses as to why people living under communism are revolting or are unhappy. So that, that that's always you know humorous to me. That they have just the endless amounts of excuses to explain away all of the misery that inevitably takes place under communism. It's like do they do they actually believe these these excuses are so fucking thin too? It's like man, don't you 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 know when you like uh, when you suck at something um or or you lose you know you lose a game like you lose a basketball game or something like that and or you and you fucked up at the end and you keep making these excuses you know oh well uh, the, you know the, the referees are like really screwed up like do you actually believe that do you really believe that um you know the the embargo the US embargo is what's causing the the demise of Cuba under communism like that was the biggest problem communism would have been fine cuba would have been thriving but U.S. embargo, so oh, that that's the reason why. That's the reason why it failed. And I mean, believe me, I, I wish we didn't have the embargo going on. I wish we didn't, you know, uh, put all these restrictions in in place. If only for the fact that I mean, a couple reasons, right? You know, anytime we have these sanctions and shit that we do, it never affects the the, the you know, it never hurts the people that you wanted to hurt. You know, it's not like um, Fidel Castro ever suffered from the U.S. embargo or it's, you know, the, that fat fuck over in North Korea. He, he never misses a meal, right? Uh, same thing with uh, Maduro over in Venezuela. That fat piece of shit never fucking suffered a goddamn day while the rest of his people are starving. And whether or not that, how much that has to do with the. Um, with the sanctions and shit that the U.S. puts in place, um, I, I I tend to believe that it's overblown, especially in the case with with, with Cuba. You know, it's like uh, it's it's just the It's not like there there aren't like what a couple hundred other countries that they can trade with. It's just that the the U.S. has the embargo going. No, so it really is just unbelievable. And and the idea that that is what's what's causing all of the misery. I, they, they said the same thing about Venezuela. It's like, oh, well, the U.S. sanctions and blah, 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 blah. It's like, dude, okay. if, if, if that was the case, I mean, if communism is this brilliant idea that brings nothing but, you know, sunshine and fucking butterflies to whoever implements it. And it, it's such a powerful idea. How could it be brought down? By this, you know, puny capitalist country, you know, capitalism fails, right? But uh, apparently, uh, all of these communist countries are completely dependent on on trade with a, a capitalist country. I, I mean, which is it? It, it? Is communism superior, or is it completely dependent on cooperation from the U.S.? I mean, you you would think that you know, if if everything within the state and nothing without, uh, from without and uh, you know, the government controlling the, the means of production. And, and this is such a great idea. Well, why is it dependent on cooperation from other countries then? Why, why can't they sustain themselves? <laughs> and I mean, I, I guess, uh, you know, the, the current, admit, the Biden administration was a little hesitant to denounce the communism up until I think was it, it was today or maybe it was yesterday afternoon or something like that. Jensaki finally admitted that that communism is a failed ideology. It, you know, it just seems like they're paying lip service uh, to it to it now, and I don't know if they actually believe that or not. But before, I guess they were they were trying to say that this was that all of these protests were were COVID related, like they were they were upset that they weren't getting enough COVID vaccines, and that's why they were protesting in the streets. Oh my God, that's almost as bad as an excuse as the um you know the youtube video that sparked all of the 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 benghazi attacks right it's like dude they they're so fucking full of shit and they can't even come up with good excuses i i mean it's like it it's so obvious why they're fucking protesting why why can't you just be honest about it you know one thing i do you know i always uh you, you know especially like in places like Florida where you have a lot of Cuban immigrants and and people that defected and and manage to get out out of Cuba, and and they know firsthand what communism is like, and then they get to come up uh, up against like the social justice warrior types who have this idea, this you know flowery idea of communism in their head, and you know the the, the communism that everybody envisions until it's actually put into practice, and then uh, when inevitably people start starving to death, and you get this. Uh, you know, authoritarian dictator at the helm who won't really who won't uh, relinquish power and abuses all dissenters and citizens and everything like that. But then it becomes not real communism, right? But it would be nice to get. I wish we could trade. And I, I tweeted something out about this yesterday because there's so many people in the U.S., mostly younger people, but you know, my age and younger seem to think that uh, communism, socialism. These are great ideas that we, we need to implement more of them, right? You know, there, there's like some sort of um, hybrid form of government where you want like a little bit of capitalism, but we need more of these socialistic uh, programs implemented. And man, I wish we could trade people, right? You know, it's like we've given up this idea. We, we've clearly given up on this idea that we are free people. That we are free individuals. The government owns us. And we've talked about that before on the podcast here. Like we are subjects. We are completely uh, 100% property of the government. And that's the way they think about us. They, they think, if you listen to the way they talk, they think that they own 100% of you. And they spend their entire careers in government figuring out how much of us they're going to let us keep. Right. They, they get to decide, you know, how much they're going to tax. They get to decide what we can do, what we can't do. And recently, in the last year and a half or so, whether, where we can go, who we can see, how many people we can, you know, come into contact with, what we can eat, all, all kinds of stuff. Right. But they basically, you know, they think that anything they don't take from us is a gift right you know they tax us at 40% it could be 50% could be 70% and we should be happy that they you know they're letting us keep 60% of what we earn because you know we are the property of the government so if that's the case you know if we're going to just uh, surrender this idea of of autonomy, uh, of being individuals, free individuals, and, and we're property of the government, I wish we could at least start making some trades, like we're a fucking football team or something, you know, a baseball team. I want to trade for some of these Cubans. I want to trade for these people that have gotten, uh, you know... A real up-close and personal look at what communism does, at what authoritarian governments do, and how it crushes the human spirit, and just how destructive it is. I would love to trade some of these social justice warriors for those people. I mean, we'll give them a great deal. I'll give them, you know, 50 to 1, you know, um, and then you can and then, the, you know, the Cuban government's not going to have to worry about having all of these uh, protesters, all these dissenters in the streets because all of these young people that this is what they want. They want Cuba. They want communist uh, dictators to take over the to take over the government. This is what they've been clamoring for. So why they're they're marching around with hammers and sickles and Che Guevara shirts and all this shit? Okay, go ahead. Well, uh, let's trade. Give me some of these liberty-minded Cubans, and you can take all of our retarded social justice warrior communists. How about that? It seems like a win-win, and the same thing holds true for all all of these people over in Hong Kong that have been putting up a hell of a fight for over a year now. It's been two years. It man, they've been going at it for a long time over there, and they've you know they've got similar sentiments. You know, they have this idea of uh, they, they they value. The original principles of America. Not that, you know, unfortunately for them, we don't have that here anymore. We lost that a long time ago. We just haven't uh, decided to protest the way they have yet. We still have some semblance of, uh, of freedom over here. We're not completely communist yet, although we are very fucking uh, fascistic. And we're going to talk a little bit about that uh later on in in the show here but you know you see them waving american flags you know they want gun rights second amendment rights they want freedom they want liberty they they are rejecting full-throated rejection of communism over in those parts and i'd like to get some of them over here too we got plenty of uh, of communist sympathizers <laughs> Uh, throughout the United States, all throughout the university levels and hey, all these people, why don't we just start trading? It's not like they, th- these people, especially the ones that would be being traded uh, from the U.S., they are, are probably the biggest proponents of, uh, of us not having self-ownership, of being a property of the state. So why don't we just uh, use the state to trade them? And we'll, we'll, uh, we'll we'll send some communist sympathizers over to these communist countries and it will alleviate all of the uprisings over there and it will make the this country here a much more pleasant place to be anyway I guess that's that's my thought on the on the whole Cuban uh, Cuban crisis you know it's I mean a lot of people have already been talking about this and I, I mean I just it, it is frustrating to see the the, the two, you know, we have these two parties in the U.S., and they both just have a, just a horrible take on the, the Cuban situation. It's like the the one is like, oh, well, you know, this is because of the, the U.S., uh, Sanctions and involvement and the embargo and all that stuff, and and they're sympathetic to the communists. And then you know on the right side, it's like, oh, we need to we need to denounce uh, this authoritarian communism, which is fine. But then they want to do, you know, it's like, well, what are we doing? What's Biden going to do? What do we we need to go over there? And we need to start fucking meddling in all of their affairs and and installing our own, you know, dictator or something like that, and just uh, stop it. Just stop it. Just stay out of other people's fucking affairs. And it's it's just, you know, it's nice to see people wanting to denounce communism, but in the same breath, they're advocating for, so, like, a fascist government, essentially. And, you know, people it, – it's, it's unfortunate that we have so many idiots here in America that have been poorly educated in these government schools that they – when they hear fascism they just think of like white supremacy you know like there's this racial component to it and, th- and th- that just is not the case we have uh we have all these like uh, neocons and republicans denouncing communism but they're all for uh, a fascist government here in the US where you have this you know, incestuous relationship between private companies and the government. The government doesn't take outright control of the means of production, but they control these companies through excessive regulation and taxation. And for all intents and purposes, the government controls the the company. They have ownership. They just leave the actual day-to-day operation in private hands because it's more efficient that way. That was one thing that the fascists figured out. It, you know, if you let the government take total control, they'll run it into the fucking ground, a la Cuba, a la Venezuela, a la Soviet Union. But if you leave it in private hands, they'll they'll be far more successful and and a, as a government you'll you'll rake in more. If you let them think that they have control over it, even if it's in a control in name only and maybe they, they control like 40% and the government owns like 60% or something like that, it will be far more successful for everybody involved and, and just a, a better outcome in terms of having to like control the people. Like you don't have to get totally authoritarian because there's this, um, there's this sense that, that they are free people. Even though you know it's it's almost like the boiling frog kind of thing, right? It's like they at first we had total the you know, we had totally private companies. They controlled everything, you know, there there were no regulations and anything like that, and they just gradually ratcheted up the temperature, right? More and more regulations pile on, more and more taxes, and you know, if they had just jumped from, you know, like pre like post-Civil War, turn of the century Government regulations over companies, which was like practically nothing to today. If they had just, you know, cranked up the heat immediately, there would have been massive uprisings, right? But if you just gently ratchet it up over time, you know, they they don't realize how bad things are getting and how much control is actually being ceded to the government. And uh, we are the we are the boiling frog right now, and we are. Dangerously close to dying in that in that pot of boiling water, and nobody seems to really uh, realize what's been going on um, because it's it's happened so gradually over time. And they continue to sort of up the ante and get more and more authoritarian. You know, I talked uh, on the the last episode about how they want to read our text messages and so that they can identify misinformation and make sure you're getting good intel on all of these vaccines and everything like that. Well, there's uh, the the next move now, and they've they've openly admitted this. Um, I don't know. Do I have the audio? I don't know if I have the audio on this or not. Oh, I think I might. Um, the White House, and this was Jen Saga, I could not believe just how open and honest and blatant she was discussing this. But she's talking about, this is like at one of the press conferences, she's talking about flagging, the White House is flagging posts for Facebook, telling Facebook which posts they need to censor over COVID because of misinformation. I mean, think about that. Think about the idea of a government government agents telling a private company this you know this post this information is problematic you need to take that down you need to they are literally controlling they are censoring every every fucking bit of information in America and it's coming from the government. There's something about it. people, especially you know people that have not been red-pilled, they have some sort of blind spot to when things are being done by their government. And I guess this is how um, authoritarian governments spread and they get bigger and bigger because when, when it's your own government doing it to you, it, it doesn't seem, I guess, as um, as bad as it is. Whereas if it was like, uh, China was, was censoring all of our um, all of our news and uh, you know China w- was telling which news agencies to put on what stories and what they can talk about and something like that. We would immediately recognize that as government censorship and control of, of uh, information. But for some reason, we, we, as, long as, it, you know, as long as it starts as like, well, this is for COVID, this is for your safety, we just want you to have the right kind of medical information, well, then it's okay that the government is dictating what you can and cannot read on the internet. There's something very fucking strange and disturbing about that. You have to realize that um, our government is, is no different than all of these other governments. They're just as bad, if not worse. And it's like, you know, we have all these these agencies, these alphabet agencies that if you were looking at it from, you know, if if it was like Russia or Germany or something like that, you'd be like, oh, well, those are like fucking brown. Those are Nazis and those are the brown shirt and like the the secret, the the secret police going around the the country censoring stuff and and punishing people for wrong think and, and stepping out of line it doesn't seem to resonate as much with the American people if it's the American government agency. Well, that's just the CIA. That's not a secret police or something like that. No, 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 that's just the NSA. It's no big deal. They're just part of our government. Oh, you know, the one of these three-letter agencies spying on American journalists, reading their emails, trying to get their shows canceled because they don't like the message of the show. That doesn't seem to resonate with a lot of Americans as, as bad as it is since it's the, the U.S. doing it to the U.S., to, to other U.S. citizens. But imagine if it was an outside government agency doing the same thing. Then all of a sudden you'd realize that you'd recognize it for what it is. Anyway, it, it, it's really disturbing. And, and the article here. Um, let me see if I have the audio. Hang on. Ah, yes. Here, here here's the audio. Let's just uh, let's go ahead and roll it. In terms of actions, Alex, that. Uh, We have taken, or we're working to take, I should say, from the federal government. Uh, We've increased uh, disinformation research and tracking uh, within the Surgeon General's office. We're flagging problematic posts for Facebook uh, that spread disinformation. We're working with doctors and medical (coughs) professionals to connect, uh, to connected medical experts with popular, with popular, who are popular with their audiences with. Uh, with accurate information and boost trusted content, so we're helping get trusted content out there. We also created the COVID nineteen the COVID community core to get factual information into the hands of local messengers. And we're also investing, uh, as you will have seen, in the president's, the vice president's, and Dr. Fauci's time in meeting with influencers who also have large reaches to a lot of these target audiences who can spread and share accurate information. So there you go. Um, that that is their plan. She just laid out their plan for propaganda, their propaganda p- uh, campaign. This is, I, I just, I'm still flabbergasted that they're this open about it. Oh, we're uh, we're making sure that that we're, we're telling Facebook what is good information and what is bad information. They can take that down and, and make sure you push this information. We're working with influencers. We're, we're getting all of these popular people who have trusted audiences to relay our government message to them. I mean, this is some super fucking creepy stuff. And this this is like a modern day propaganda campaign. This is how the government. This is how the government is disseminating information. The information that they want you to have. The information that they want you to believe. No, you can't. You know, you can't trust this other stuff. And if we don't like what the, you know, this other information is being posted. We're gonna tell them to take it down, and we're gonna make sure that they, they throttle it back, and that a lot of people can't see it, and that they promote the the, the message that we want them. to. To promote that the message that we want the American people to hear. Think about that. Think about how uh, dystopian that is. How fucking creepy that is. I mean, most of the communist socialist regimes they don't come come right out and and tell you that they're not letting you see all of the all of the available information and that they're controlling the narrative completely and that they're going to censor things that they don't want you to see. They just do it. They just do it, and then you get this state media. You get this state-controlled media. But she's just coming right out and saying it. Here, here you go. We're, we're going to make sure that you can't see certain types of information that we don't want you to see, that we have deemed the wrong information. And we're going to make sure that places like Facebook um, and all of these influencers, that they give you the information, the proper information that we vetted, and that, that is the real truth according – I mean, this is just fucking disturbing stuff, man. Absolutely disturbing, and the fact that they're just coming out and saying it, and that the American people just seem to be okay with it. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. They sh- they should censor posts on Facebook that they, they don't want that the misinformation. Po- well, it's like who gets to decide what what is misinformation, right? I and mean, what does that even mean, misinformation? And who gets to be the fact checkers on all this stuff? Because it's not like they've gotten anything right. It's like if they had a track record, maybe if they had gotten one thing right. In the history of fucking government, especially in the history of COVID, if they had gotten anything right from the beginning, maybe, maybe they'd have some credibility as a fact checker or misinformation. But they've literally been wrong about everything, either intentionally or unintentionally. It doesn't matter. you know, Stupid or liar, take your pick. Either way, they've been wrong about everything. Everything they've told you is complete bullshit they've been wrong about masks they've been wrong about the uh, the testing the diagnosis the death rate the infection rate they've been wrong about everything absolutely wrong 100% wrong about everything the the lockdowns all of it, none of it fucking worked. They're, they're like they're, they've just been one hundred percent, completely wrong. Uh, you know, ventilators, you name it. it, they got everything wrong from fucking day one. But they're gonna be the the arbiter of information. You know, the arbiters of what's true. They're gonna be the gatekeepers as to the information that you get to see. Really is just fucking unbelievable, man. Absolutely unbelievable. And this is, make no mistake about it, this is fascism. This is the government in cahoots with private companies controlling – You know, they, they can bring the you know, Zuckerberg in front of Congress and make all sorts of uh, threats uh, if he doesn't play ball with them. They can regulate you to death. They can tax them to death. They can make sure that the only way you do business in the United States is if you capitulate and you allow the you, – you post what the government wants you to post and you remove stuff that the government wants removed. I mean what else is that if if this isn't fascism what is it I mean it's certainly not free market capitalism that's 100% not the case this public private partnership thing that that is just going gangbusters now the federal reserve being the worst uh you know uh aspect of it this is a recipe for disaster this is absolutely going to destroy what's left of the country here and something really needs to be done here. I mean, like they've so they've got control of the universities, they've got control of the corporate press. Now they're they're controlling all of these social media platforms. They're spying on citizens. You know, they're they're reading text messages. They're going to make sure that we can't, um, you know, pass misinformation on to each other. This is like you know they are building the groundwork for completely controlling society. Uh, to to make sure that dissenters cannot dissent, to make it harder and harder for you to up, you know, to rise up against an authoritarian government. I mean, if you wait to the point where it is in Cuba, you, you know, it, things get really really bad. Um, it, it's much easier to fight them in these little battles now than it is to wait and let the oh well it's just for COVID-19 it's like yeah sure now it's just for COVID-19 that's the camel's nose under the tent and then what and then what and, and how much more information are they going to censor and how much more misinformation are they going to keep you from from hearing or, or giving to other people and I mean, where do you think this is going? <laughs> you know, it's not like they're going to take all of this power and authority and it's just going to end with COVID-19 misinformation, just, you know, just a little medical information here and there. No, no, no. This is this is them laying pipe. This is them laying the groundwork for a complete control of information of the information highway. Right. They're, they're trying to get to rein in everything under their control. You have to put all these pieces together and, and and figure out what they're trying to do here. I mean, they they're not just taking a little bit of power for for that power's sake. You know, this is all about controlling everything. This is all like ultimately their their end game is to have as much control over us as the Cuban government has over the Cuban people. They're not going to call it communism. They're not going to call it fascism. But that's what it is. That's what it's going to be. They're, they're going to take away your your guns, your your right to defend yourself, your your means to defend yourself. They're going to take away uh, communication uh, ability to communicate, disseminate information. Pretty soon, they're going to have a stranglehold over everything if we're not careful. And. uh I don't know, man. This, this is some, some really creepy developments. And every day it's like a little thing. You know, it's one more little thing. And in and of itself, you know, just one little story by itself. It's like, oh, okay, whatever. Maybe that's not that big of a deal. But when you put the whole thing together, it, the, the the picture that comes together, the, the puzzle that that's being uh, built here is uh, is something that should scare the living daylights out of each and every one of us. Anyway. Let's take a quick second and thank our sponsor for today's show, and that is our friends over at Lorenzotti Coffee, bringing you premium Italian coffee and coffee brewing supplies right to your door. That taste of Italy that you could never get on this side of the pond is now possible if and only if you go to lorenzati.coffee and use my promo code FICTION so they know I sent you you'll get 10% off your order. That is Lorenzati L-O-R-E as in Edward, N is in Nancy, Z is in Zebra. O T T I dot coffee. Check them out, buy some coffee, get it for yourself, get it for your friends and your family. Send somebody a little care package. It's always nice to get something and Uh, a little package in the mail or something like that. And it's nice. It's nice to not have to go out and get, you know, go out shopping all the time. I hate going to, you know, uh, the the store and and shop. I like having stuff just delivered right to my door. So go do that right now. Get some coffee. Support the uh, sponsors that make this show possible. It's a win-win situation that can only be brought about by free market cooperation. You get some delicious Italian coffee, our sponsors get some business, and you also help support the podcast that you know and love. It is the best of all worlds, so go to Lorenzotti.coffee, promo code FICTION. All right, the, uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about today was, uh, because I've been seeing all of these ridiculous posts on Twitter about this child tax credit, okay, so... The Democrats. Part of the 1.9 trillion dollar stimulus package that they passed a, a couple weeks ago, or was it a couple months ago, I, I can't remember now. Uh, part of that was the uh, were these. Uh, an expansion of these child tax credits. I think it's like another $300 a, a week or something like that is what it adds up to, but it's like um, depending on your your situation, it's like 3600 $3, dollars a year or $3000 a year and it like gets phased out over time. The the details aren't important, but you have this concerted effort and one thing I've noted, you know, I've noticed about the the Democrats that Republicans don't seem to know how to do is have like a unified propaganda message. You know, every time the Democrats do something that they want to take credit for, every one of these uh, senators and congressmen are on Twitter with the exact same stupid ass tweets. I don't see the, the, the same thing from Republicans. Like they don't seem to have this like unified, okay, let's, let's go like here, child tax credits. Everybody tweet about that at the same time. But these, um, these, idiotic fucking tweets about how proud they are of these tax credits and how great it's going to be for working class families and everything like that. You've got AOC out there, Chuck Schumer, um, just talking about how great these child tax credits are for everybody. And they don't even understand, like they never really fucking, it never dawns on them what the what the message actually is here but look at look at with the American Rescue Plan we expanded the child tax credit to deliver one of the most significant reductions in child poverty ever i'm standing with AOC and Jerry Nadler to ensure families know the first monthly checks begin in a week and uh, AOC who got their child tax credit today how's it going to help you out these payments represent the largest anti-poverty program in a generation Okay, now they are absolutely overstating the case, but what, you know, let's just think about this for a second. What is a tax credit? Right, I know AOC doesn't know the difference between uh, a tax credit and uh, and a tax deduction, or um, you know that whole thing with Amazon that that, that she uh, really stepped in a, a, a couple of years ago. But basically, what these child tax credits are is, if you have kids, you could you get to apply for this tax credit, and they will give you basically a dollar for dollar reduction in the amount of taxes that you owe. So if you were going to pay you know uh $6000 in in taxes well this this child tax credit to say it's worth $3000 you get to subtract 3000 from your your $6000 tax bill so your tax bill is only $3000 yes obviously it for for people with with kids that is awesome you you get to pay less in taxes but if, if what AOC is saying is true, this is the greatest uh, anti-poverty program in generations and this is going to do more to curb child poverty than ever before, first of all, it's, it's not the children that are paying taxes, uh, it's not child poverty, it's just poverty in general because the the families are, are having all of this money stolen from them by the government. I, I mean, if this is the, the greatest anti-poverty program in a generation and, and the the, the program is giving people less taxes to pay well then the greatest poverty program in the in generations is the US tax code is the taxes that the government is fucking forcing everybody to pay they're, they're stealing money from you they don't even understand it, it doesn't dawn on them and, and also they, they take credit for this is so fucking infuriating for me I, I hate politics I hate them with every fucking fiber of my being but imagine Imagine I come to you and I steal at fucking gunpoint 40% of your fucking income. Everything that you made for, you know, the the first quarter of the year, I take. I take before you even fucking get to put your hands on it. Before it even hits your bank account, it goes to me, Uncle Sam, Tony Soprano, the federal mafia, right? And then, and then I come to you and I say, hey, I'm going to, instead of, uh, you know, instead of you having to give me... 40% of your income. You only have to give me 35%. And look at me, I'm doing this great the greatest thing to curb poverty in generations. And I almost break my fucking arm patting myself on the back. Fuck you. Fuck you. How about that, you motherfuckers? You've been stealing from us. So just cuz you're going to steal a little less that we're we're supposed to fucking pat you on oh, AOC, you've done so much to curb child poverty you're such a saint fuck you they were stealing it from you in the first place they're just stealing a little less this is unbelievable the gall of these people to give themselves to take so much credit for them like they're actually doing something like they're sacrificing they're working for you they're fighting for you because they're expanding the child tax credit <laughs> the, the 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 taxes that they implemented in the first place just because they're reducing the taxes a little bit but they don't deserve praise for that we should all get 100% tax credits and have zero taxes to pay uh, imagine we could that would be the biggest a- a- anti poverty uh, program in generations eliminate all taxes i mean if this ch- Tax credit is good if uh, just the child tax credit is going to do so much to curb child poverty. Well, imagine how much poverty we could curb if you you gave everybody a tax credit. 100% tax credit. How about that? How about uh, every dollar of taxes I was supposed to owe, I no longer owe, and I get to keep all of my money. Imagine how much better off everybody would be everybody but all these blood sucking fucking monsters in Washington DC these fucking leeches these parasites who's dependent whose very livelihood depends on stealing from everybody else and then you you read these comments right the, it, the people are just so fucking stupid man it's it's un, it, it's painful it, you want to like reach through the fucking phone and shake them on twitter it's like come on man don't you see what's going on here but, but you see people complaining that, like, oh, well, this comes at the expense of everybody else has to pay more in, in taxes now so that these people with children can get a tax break. It's like, and then the, the people that come to their defense, like, no, this is like, you know, this is a tax credit. This is taxes that they were going to pay that they no longer have to pay. It's not like they're taxing you more to give them the tax credit. And they're both kind of right. I mean, yes, it's it's taxes that these families would owe that they no longer owe, but it's not like the government is is uh, looking at the tax credits It's like, okay, we're giving everybody, uh, you know, all these people with children an extra, we're, we're giving them a, a 50% discount or something in their taxes. It's like, okay, it's not like they're cutting government spending by a comparable amount. It's not like, okay, well, we, if, it, if this is going to cost $800 billion, then we're going to cut government spending by $800 billion. Absolutely not. The government spends what it's going to spend, regardless of what it takes in in taxes. That's why this whole tax thing is is complete bullshit. If they're just going to print and borrow the difference, all of these taxes are pointless. Why even bother with the withholding? Why bother with this, this complicated tax code and everything? If it, if it doesn't matter what they take in, you know they take in three trillion in taxes, they spend seven trillion. So, they print you know, an extra $4 trillion just out of thin air. They borrow another, you know, whatever. Why don't they just borrow the whole nut? Let us keep our money and borrow everything. Tax a- or uh, print everything. Who cares, right? I mean, at least we, we'd have a chance at avo- avoiding uh, some of the inflation if we were allowed to keep all of our money and, and do with it what we see fit. But I don't know, man. The, the, this whole thing just drives me crazy. I hate it when politicians try to take credit for doing something. Where they 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 put us in this position to begin with? Like fuck you. Why do we have to get so excited about a tax credit to begin with? It's like well, because you started taxing us to begin with, and, and we're supposed to like kiss the ring now because they're giving us they're they're giving us back some of our money that they stole. You know, it's like you had a bully at school or whatever, and he punches you in the face five times a day. And, you know, he comes in one day and he's like, hey, man, you know, I I know I've been punching you in the face five times every day. I'm only going to punch you in the face three times a day. Now, tell me how great I am. You're welcome. Bend a knee. Kiss the ring. I'm so great. Don't you love me? Look how much I'm helping you. Fuck you. Fuck you and your fucking taxes. (laughs) Anyway, I, I just I can't believe that they you know they they put out all these statements and they never really it never really dawns on them what the actual implication is if you follow it through to its logical conclusion oh this is the greatest anti child poverty program in generations uh we're expanding on the child tax credit. It's like, okay, well what if you got rid of the tax altogether? Wouldn't that be even a, a bigger a bigger anti child poverty program? If you if you let people keep all of their money and you didn't take any of it? I mean if this is good, then more of this would be better, right? Fucking idiots. Anyway, I'm gonna wrap there for today, guys. Happy Friday, everybody. Have some fun this weekend. Start spending those uh, those child tax credit uh, checks that you're gonna be getting in the mail because, man, the the the, in, the amount of inflation that's already here and that's coming now, it's gonna get even worse with these uh, with these checks going out to all these families. Um, you better find something to do with that money quickly before it loses all of its value. And that is, uh, there was something that I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about today, but I think I'm running kind of long here. I don't know if I have enough time to talk more about inflation, but we are now in the business of just giving checks directly to people, to the American people, to go out and spend. And um, inflation, you know, is, is sort of a function of two things. It's the expansion of the money supply and how, how quickly that, um, that money is changing hands. And when you're cutting checks and giving them directly to people with the instructions of going to spend, you're going to start to see prices rise very rapidly for everything. And um, like I mentioned before on one of the previous podcasts, just the, the cost of flights is going through the fucking roof it's uh, twice it, these flights cost twice what they used to and uh, but you know there's there's no inflation it's just transitory or something like that uh, you know a hundred percent fucking rise in the in the cost of, of living so um, in, enjoy it while you can. do me a favor if you like what you heard today. follow me on Twitter at pedal fiction check out our YouTube channel. We've been getting some a, a lot more subscribers. I don't know what we're up to yet but I, I know it's not enough it's never enough. So go subscribe to our YouTube channel and um and start checking out some of those clips that Justin's been putting out. He puts a lot of work into it and it you know, he he catches the the best moments of the show, you know, the the 3 to 5 minute segments that are shareable and and palatable to to share to send to other people and have them listen to without having to listen to a whole, you know, 45 minutes or an hour or however long I've been talking today, I don't know. So go do that, and if you want to become a supporting listener of the show, go to pedalingfictionpodcast.com and click on the Support the Show tab. You can set up any sort of donation that you want. A recurring monthly donation will get you into the Friday Night Happy Hour group, and that will be taking place next Friday. We do it every other Friday, and it really is a, a good time. So go ahead and do all that for me and I will be back on Tuesday with a brand new episode for you. And until then, you guys know the drill. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace.